This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. I am Alec the Third, and I created this podcast to have conversations with artists and innovators to elevate people and ideas so that together we can reach new heights. Today, I talked to Sarah Grace Sanders. Uh, Sarah is a New York-based actor, um, producer, all-around just awesome person, and I know she's going to be a kick-ass mom also. And she just appeared on Cobra Kai, season two of Cobra Kai. She uh, dated, she was on the first date with Johnny Lawrence. I know everybody might not be as big of a Karate Kid fan as I was and am, and um, equally as much of a big fan of uh, Cobra Kai, which is now on Netflix, started on YouTube. Um, But as you can imagine, uh, Johnny Lawrence, if you know the show at all, uh, Johnny Lawrence, or if you know the movie at all, Johnny Lawrence is an interesting guy. So he went on a few different dates, but Sarah was on the first one. And I have the link in the show notes to like a promo and you will see her at about the 125 with Johnny Lawrence. It's his worst moments. Maybe it's his best and worst moments. Um, both either way, it's awesome. So check that out. But uh, as we talk about in the podcast, Sarah has been in over, she has over 50 credits on IMDb and she kind of downplayed that a little bit because um, a lot of those are independent projects but I think that's awesome. I think that's nothing to to shrug shrug your shoulders at. That's amazing. 50 credits, over 50 credits on IMDb. She's been hustling. Um, I had the great pleasure of being in a play with her called Let There Be Stuff a couple years ago. And she was awesome in that. And she's just been doing the damn thing. And also, one of my New York cornerstones has become Actors Launchpad. That's become like a community for me. Um, I've also created some relationships with agents, um, casting directors, and uh, what's the other thing? Yeah, managers and and just a community of actors. It's just another community that I'm super grateful to be a part of. And it was Sarah who introduced that group to me. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been looking at what Sarah's been doing, so I followed her lead, and I'm glad I did. And you should definitely check her out and keep your eyes out for what she's going to do in the future. Um, Because like I said, um, I know her. I'm a fan of her work. And I just wish all the best for her. So check out the links in the show notes. But right now, listen to this conversation I have with Sarah Grace Sanders. Let's have a conversation. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I was having technical difficulties. (laughs) No worries. That's... That's the name of the game now, you know? Oh. So how are you? I'm good. I'm like very pregnant. So I just woke up from a nap. I'm just like so tired now all the time. And how far along are you? 36 weeks. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. I have like a month left. So it's that final, final stretch. And do you know the gender? I do. Girl. Nice. Yeah. Excited, I'm sure, and all of the yeah. things that you know feeling excited, scared, terrified. <laughs> it's like it's a lot. And are you in but New excited York? for Yeah, in Brooklyn. Nice. What part of Brooklyn? Carol Gardens. Okay. Yeah. I'm in Bushwick. That's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys still in the same spot? Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, good. we're we're all collectively in this weird time, but um I feel like I feel like it's been a good transformative time for me. Definitely. Yeah. I cut the hair during hair, this time. I saw your video when you posted it. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um so that was rough at first, but I'm glad I did it during this time just because it just felt like it was time. Um, yeah. And then I had... And how long had you been growing it out? Almost 12 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so it's, it's cool time to process change. Like you must be experiencing that also, like, you know, being pregnant right now Yeah. during this period. Like, yeah, it's so much change, but, mm -hmm. and because it also like wasn't planned, like it was a happy accident. It was just like, okay, we're just going to go with this. And then like when everything started happening in March, it's like, all right, we're going to go with this. And it's just like having to navigate everything that's being thrust upon us in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was super excited to talk to you. I was reminded um, I wanted to talk to you before, like I've different lists I've made over <laughs> different times or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you, so something that I've been doing over the last couple of years um, was through you. And that's uh, Actors Launchpad. Nice. Um, has been, it's been kind of a home for me. Good. It's a, you know, it's not, I don't know that everybody would consider that type of place a home. I think kind of everywhere yeah. you go, it's what you make it. Right. Um, but it's really, yeah, it's really become kind of a home for me and a community. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Are they still doing virtual events right now? They are. And okay. like, I actually was just talking to, um, her name's Sharon Halevi. Okay. And she's a director. She's a um, coach. Yeah. Um, she's, and basically at Actors Launchpad, she runs an actor's gym okay. every week. And... I pretty much go as much as I can because it's oh, nice. really good coaching. Um, so if I have sides that come up at the last minute, I can bring yeah. those in. Oh, if that's it's, perfect. Yeah. And we become like, we become friends over the time. Yeah. Um, so they do that. And then they do like weekly play readings and weekly like pilot readings. Okay. Um, and I just like doing that because I like to read plays anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's good to practice cold reading um, and being, you know, exposed to other things. Yeah. Nice. That's and fun. Then, yeah. And then somebody from that, like, um, cast me in like a short they're doing. So it's like, it's cool, you know? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's nice to have that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what, it, it's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, but you, you've been busy and it seems like you've been busy you know for a long time you know yeah I was busy until this year right <laughs> um yeah and then it's like okay but I'm it's I'm enjoying the slowdown especially like being pregnant and like about to give birth like yes everything needs to be slow it's funny because everything started to kind of pick back up again like a couple weeks ago and I don't think one of my agents I think she must have missed my email where I was like hey I'm pregnant like blah, blah, blah. So she was sending me all these auditions. And I was like, I had to write her back. I was like, did you see my email? Because I too big to fly. Like I can't I don't think they're gonna want me. So we ironed it all out. But I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this right now. Um, but yeah, like I feel like I kind of found my stride back in like, I don't know, 2016, 2017. And then was like, had a really good run for a little bit yeah yeah that's around the time i met you was yeah, when did we do the show well, 2016. Yeah, I, got, I got married 2017 so the year before 2016 yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so i think i was hustling you know i was thinking about it i signed up for actors access october of 2012 and then just hustled my little butt off in new york for like the next eight years, you know, mm -hmm. so up until now. So yeah. And it just like slowly grew from, you know, student projects, non-union stuff. And then you finally start to like reap the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Five or six years in. Yeah. 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 That's been, what's been fun for me. It's really weird. Cause it happens like, <laughs> The whole overnight thing, um, things don't happen overnight. Like they, yeah. they take years, but it it is funny. Like all of a sudden, when you're like when you're out at plays, 
um, especially like the off-Broadway community and stuff like that. I, it's like one of one of these things, like, so being here for 12 years, like when we did our show together, yeah, I took like five years off and that show was kind of like right when I was like, am I going to start down this path again? Because it's like, yeah. it's starting over. Yeah. Um, but kind of that show reminded me how much I love doing it and then being around like you and some of the people that are like grinding is sort of like I think you know I think if I'm not honoring this part of myself I'm not fully being who I am um and then what's been fun is like now it's like going to plays it's like it's a small world and so Mm -hmm. sort of seeing that your peers all of a sudden are like people that you're like looking up to some of them are still like ahead of you a little bit yeah. but like that you like actually know that person and yeah. that person knows or, this person I worked with them yeah yeah sure um yeah. and it's really cool um yeah, yeah definitely and uh the reason I specifically called you I knew that you were in it and yeah. I <laughs> So I knew as I was watching, I was like, I know she's coming up. And I kind of went it like right before it happened. I was like, I think she's going to show up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, was Cobra Kai. And that was like a show. Um, I'm like, I was a Karate Kid fan. Yeah. Um, like my little brother, he was more Ninja Turtles. I was cool okay. with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Karate Kid. Okay. That was my jam. And now I'm in like one of these uh karate the uh cobra kai facebook groups yeah and like (laughs) somebody posted some some shit on there like i watched it when it was on youtube blah 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 yeah i'm like i'm just sort of like i have a relationship with youtube yeah where it's sort of like me and netflix we've been rolling for like a long time right youtube keeps advancing on me and keeps making these advances that are like they're not really wanted you know and I kind of just want to keep it there, but they almost got me with Cobra Kai. Yeah. But then when Cobra Kai came on Netflix, I was like, all right. Yeah, it's funny because when I shot it, all we knew that was that it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, and I knew it was very popular on YouTube. Um, but like, it didn't seem like a lot of people, I think because you had to pay for it, they did give it out for free for a while, but you still do like pay for the subscription, which everyone else has Netflix or Hulu who wants to get another one. But then when I heard this summer that they were making the switch, it was like, Oh, that's awesome. Cause everyone has Netflix. Yeah. We, like I didn't know it was going to be this big. I knew it was a good show. Like I knew it was like really well done. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, because I think the other thing about it is we're going to see like probably Instagram, um, Facebook's been doing it, but different platforms that weren't known for making original content. Like, so I think like the social media companies are going to do it too. Like they already are a little bit. Um, But what was kind of the creative team like with your experience working on that on the show yeah um i only really met one of the creators down in atlanta um he i remember we were all staring standing around and he came over and said he really liked my self tape which was nice to hear because you know we spend a lot of our times doing self tapes and like you never hear back from a lot of them you don't know if it's like good or so that was nice to hear but it seemed like they're like a really close knit like family. Um, it from what I've read, they the three of them got together with William and Ralph, and they kind of like created this whole new story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like they're from what I can tell, they're doing a really great job because it ties in. The thing I love most about it is it. You have those flashbacks from the movie. You have all these like little inside jokes, like things that you would never, if you hadn't seen the movie, you wouldn't get. Um, and it, But they've like updated it for modern times. And then it's, so I think they just did a really good job of creating this 
you know, mashup of the old, everything everyone loves from the old school Karate Kid, but then also what's going to do well on Netflix in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, uh, what, you have some other upcoming projects? No. Um, <laughs> Actually, I do. I do. I'm helping produce and also um, act in a feature that my friend wrote. We're kind of on hold right now because we're in the beginning stages where we need to get funding um, and reaching out to people like star names to kind of be in it. So we've been talking a little bit through quarantine, um, but it, you know, things have just been like put on hold, especially smaller budget productions. We just, you know, you just don't have the money for all of the COVID testing and everything that needs to happen. Um, but you know, it'll happen. It just may take a little bit longer. It may happen in 2021, 2022. So that, and then I was, did a, I shot a pilot a web series pilot back in December. So I know they've packaged that pilot. It's been edited and they're shopping, the producer and the production company is shopping that around. So we're just kind of waiting to see where it ends up. Mm-hmm. And if they get, you know, funding to make the whole first season, which would be amazing. Um, so yeah, a lot of things are just like in the pipeline, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the life of an actor. Yeah. And are you, like, because we did a play together, um, are you, do you have a theatrical background or kind of what's your background um, with acting? Like where? Um, I grew up like dancing and putting on, you know, little plays for my family from like the age of three. There's like pictures of me and like costumes and whatnot. Um, But, you know, I grew up, my dad was in the military. So it was a very like, straight-laced family. No one in my family was in the arts at all, so I had no guidance. I kind of like just always had a dream. So I kind of, you know, did everything through high school, and I had this choice, like, do I go to a theater school? Like, I really wanted to go to North Carolina School of the Arts, Mm -hmm. I had always heard about. Um, Or do I go, I got into UVA, which was a really good school in Virginia, and I was like, okay, I could go there and have the normal college experience and go to football games and frat parties. So I kind of ended up choosing like the safe route, which in hindsight, I would have chosen the other route if I could go back and do it again. Because while I enjoyed college, I didn't, I was kind of depressed a lot. I, it just didn't feel like what I was meant to be doing. I like, would sign up for drama classes, even though I was an economics major, because I still had that calling. So finally, when I graduated college, I was like, you know what, I can't, if I don't move to New York and try acting and like creating and this world that I want to be in, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. So then I moved to New York and just had to hustle for many years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So a lot of my training like came from being in New York. So I sought out um anthony abison who's a really good teacher when hanman he tragically passed away from covid back in april Mm. but he was a dynamite theater teacher i was with him for a couple years um and then just have slowly like found classes to study in and and then just getting out there and auditioning and booking shows and you just kind of learn along the way Mm -hmm. yeah and do you do uh plays (laughs) as well as like film and tv yeah So I really, um, I usually would, I was doing like one to two a year. Mainly a lot of them were, you know, non-union, non-paid. So (laughs) you can only do like a couple of those because it's a lot of time, a lot of rehearsal time. And then um, you can't, you know, when you're doing a show, you can't be auditioning for shows in Atlanta because you can't travel. And so you have to kind of really navigate that. But I do love being on stage and the, feeling of a live audience and live theater. So I always try and do at least one a year and, you know, work on some amazing characters. Like last, the last play I did, I played Nellie Bly, who was a real woman um, in the late 1800s. And that was amazing. It was so fun to like research her life 
she was a woman ahead of her time, like stood up to the men, powerful men. It was just really fun to play her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is your husband an actor too? He's not. So he is a composer. Okay. He owns a recording studio in Midtown. So he has his own music that he writes and creates under his artist name. And then he also helps other people create albums or they do um, a lot of podcasts there or anyone who's just like looking commercials, they'll do like work for ad agencies. Yeah. Anyone who needs music scoring, he just, did the sound design for a movie that is going to be out on HBO soon, which is exciting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And do you, uh, are you into like writing or any other aspects of, of, of this world, <laughs> theatrical arts? I mean, I do love coming on projects as a producer, just because I feel like I still have that like kind of type A, like I love numbers. Um, I still have that kind of left brain part of me. Um, I do, I've always, I always tell myself I'm going to write and I will get these ideas for projects or like shows or, you know, I'll see, I'll read something and that'll spark an idea. But I really need to get disciplined about sitting down and just writing. Because I think a lot of us, me especially, I just feel like it's not going to be good. So then I just don't do it. But you just need to start and do it and it's not going to be good throw it out and then start again and just keep yeah yeah and i did take sketch writing class at ucb a couple years ago and that was really fun because you're just writing like funny little sketches and it was the same kind of process so they were three to five pages if it wasn't good you workshopped it and a lot of people in my class we made some really funny things I hope UCB um, survives. Like right now, it's pretty uncertain. I know. As is everything, but yeah, I think that would be a shame. I know. Uh, my brother's- That was bummer to hear that they shut down the, the training studio. Yeah. Because it was great. Like I had a great time taking classes there. Yeah, it was always on my list. Yeah. Um, my brother's on one of the house teams in LA. Oh, nice. And that's also- everything's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping once we get through all of this, the arts, like all of these companies will hopefully get funding or they'll find a way to keep surviving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So producing, um, yeah, I definitely can see that with you. Uh, how do you approach that? Like, how do you decide like what projects you would get involved with? Um, usually from the story, like my friend, I worked with him. He had actually cast me in a short where I played Harley Quinn. It was the a Batman fan film. I saw that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And it was, he, I mean, he was like right out of college, like probably 10 years younger than me at the time, but like really creative brain and like wrote an amazing script. Um, so when he contacted me, he was like, Hey, I have a script. I wrote a feature. Well, you read it. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. And I read it and it was so, it's such like a good story. Um, I was actually, you know, tearing up at the end because it's about a girl who has an abusive father and she finds her voice through singing and she, you know, goes through a lot um, in the film and it was just really well written. So. I was like, hey, he's like, well, I wanted you to read it in case you wanted one of these parts and if you wanted to help produce it. And I was like, no brainer, of course. Yeah. So usually I, I have to connect to something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking at your IMDb, um, you have like 50 credits. <laughs> A lot of them are like short, independent films. <laughs> still though, that's still impressive. So yeah, I mean, to think of someone who, like, didn't go to, doesn't have a BFA, who, like, just kind of did guerrilla acting classes. Like, I kind of made my own little training system. And, yeah, it was just, like, getting out there, um, you know, for people who are, like, well, what do I do? Where do I start? If I want to be an actor, it's just, like, 
submit yourself. I mean, first, like get everything in order. You need to take classes and train and have good headshots and some sort of resume. But then just start applying for any and every job out there and see what happens. And I said yes to a lot of things that nowadays I probably wouldn't. But in the beginning, you just have to do everything. And then you kind of just learn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's some projects I look back on. I'm like, maybe that was a waste of my time. But hey, <laughs> at least I learned something. Yeah. I, I had a year of yes. Yeah. Um, and then there were like a couple of things last year where I was like, all right, some things no. Yeah. Some things no. Um, I mean, you need to be like, we're artists. Mm -hmm. um, we want to create, but you also need to be um, protective of your energy and your time. Because you can, there are people out there who will not exploit you, but kind of take advantage, especially if you're not, you know, when you're non-union, you know, they have, they can push you to the very end. So it, it's kind of a learning curve. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's also something about that, like protecting your energy. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, so that's the thing. It's like building up like your community, like wherever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah spending time around people that like lift you up right where you don't feel drained right um yeah. and that's why I like those communities for me it's like yeah this is great um and then you start seeing those communities out in the industry yeah and it makes that landscape less hostile when you start going into places and being like yeah I'm just out here, you know, grinding. Yeah. But this room isn't so hostile anymore because I know somebody or I know a couple people in this room. Right. So at least it's just sort of like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel like a land, land minefield, you know? Yeah. You're not like intimidated or anything and you can kind of be yourself and let everything flow. Mm hmm. Yeah. Have you had any like big insights during this like time? Um, I did have like at the beginning, I had a really rough time with everything that was going on because it seemed like overnight, you know, we are creatives and actors in New York, but we also have to pay the bills. And the way I paid my bills is a variety of freelance jobs. So, personal trainer, host for like a financial show, uh, freelance event producer. And I had a bunch of things, gigs lined up in March. And it just seemed like overnight, everything disappeared, gone. I didn't have anything to go back to. You know, we didn't get unemployment. I don't think I got my unemployment until May. So that was like eight weeks of like, how am I gonna survive? I have a child. I don't have health, I need to get a new health insurance. So it was a lot at once to kind of deal with. And I definitely retreated. I did not, I wasn't one of those people that became overproductive and it was like, use this time to write your novel and film it and meditate every day and work out every day. You have so much time. I was one of those people that like got really depressed, was anxious every day when I went on social media, seeing everyone else, you know, having fun and like living their lives. Um, and I kind of had to work through that. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of like find a way out. I had to deal with everything that was going on and just kind of let it go. Like, okay, I'm not going to be working like I thought I was. Things are changing. They're not going back to normal anytime soon. Um, and I just kind of had to let it go and just be like, okay, we're going into, it sounds really cheesy, but I had watched Frozen 2, and <laughs> when they're like, you're going into the unknown, and you just have to take the next right step, I was like, that's what I have to do. I have to figure out, okay, what's the next right thing for me to do? How do we navigate this murky world? Um, so that was one of the biggest revelations I had. And then I kind of turned to my, spirituality and meditating and 
you know, asking the universe for things and letting things go. I had a really good Reiki session where my Reiki um, lady like took a bunch of things out of me, like blockages or whatever they are. And so I felt so much better after that. So it's kind of like the tools. What tools do you have and what's going to help you heal? It was definitely a time of healing for me. Um, yeah. So that was a big, that happened in May and it was like a huge shift ever. And then since May, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Um, and then just like going forward and being positive really helps. Cause I was a little negative for a while. And it definitely helps when you're more in a more positive mindset, even okay. though it's hard to do sometimes. I, yeah, I think, um, I did have a very creative output, like period mm -hmm. of output. Um, and like right now I'm kind of in a transition. Um, cutting my hair was a big transition. Yeah. Um, so I do go through some many episodes of depression. Yeah. And, um, after I cut my hair, I was first felt good. And then like a week <laughs> after, like, went through this like depression yeah. and I couldn't get out of it at first. Yeah. And then I talked to my little brother mm -hmm. and he basically like told me that it's okay to be sad about things sometimes. Totally. Um, and that yeah. actually helped me yeah. get through. So it's like sometimes it's okay to like be where you are. Like even if that's yeah. like sad, you know? Yeah. That's what I felt too. And how, what I've realized when I do go through these periods, I think it's very common amongst artists and creatives. Um, you know, and I got, I had gotten off of my anti-anxiety and depression, my Lexapro back in January when I found out I was pregnant. So I didn't have that to kind of help me. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I just need to wallow. It's okay to wallow. Nothing's happening in the outside world. It's March. Like if you want to sit on your couch all day and watch movies and eat, you know, popcorn, do it. Like you're not missing anything. <laughs> if you want to be sad, be sad. And so that's, I kind of carry that with me because every day, especially being pregnant, like my hormones are all over the place. Um, there's still a lot of anxiety in the world, like with everything that's going on with the election coming up, it's like, we're not in a good place. So <laughs> it's kind of like, I'll have days where I'm off and I'll have, I'll get like a lot of anxiety or I'll be really annoyed about stuff. And I just, I'm like, okay, just feel it out for this day. And then tomorrow we'll see what happens. And then usually the next day is a better day. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of taking everything day by day and letting yourself kind of just feel those emotions. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't want to feel it. Mm -hmm. They want to move on or placated or mask it but I think it is important to just you know if you're sad hey be sad mm -hmm. having a good cry will sometimes change everything <laughs> so um can we talk about depression just a little bit yeah um, I'm just, yeah that's like something to me I think it was around the time we did the play together um where that year, like I started focusing a little bit on mental health. Yeah. And I remember because I got married the like right before we started rehearsal. Okay. And before I got married, I did an adult study, an, an adult study on ADD. Mm -hmm. um, I just saw it pop up on Facebook one day and I'm like, hmm, that sounds like I'd be a candidate <laughs> for that. Um, and so I got picked. And part of the thing with it was every other week I had to go in and talk to the psychiatrist and yeah. you were either given a placebo or you were given like whatever drug they were like experimenting with. Okay. Um, and then at the end, he, you know, he was like, well, you definitely probably do have adult ADD. Um, yeah. I can prescribe you some Adderall. And I was like, all right. Um, and then like insurance changed at different times. So then I have like yeah. a new insurance company. 
And I remember going in and talking to them and they, for their physical, had like a mental health quiz, okay. um, which was really pretty extensive. And basically they said, yeah, you know, it sounds like by some of your answers, you're depressed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's like, you know, the stress of managing this bar, um, this or that okay. or the other, like whatever, like, yeah, no big deal. And they're like, you know, like, you don't, and I was also like, and I'm also not on my ADD medication. And they're like, right. yeah, 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 all of that's fine. But you know, like, um, you can also address depression, like you don't have to be depressed. And it was something that I sort of hadn't thought about. Yeah. Um, and then just them saying that, like, I still, I found my own ways of like, like kind of self-therapy so it's like um practicing martial arts uh Mm -hmm. just kind of the community I've I've built around sometimes has that built in but basically have yeah talking about mental health and working on it has become pretty important to me so kind of what's your experience with that just because I like it is something I like to kind of openly talk about yeah no I think it, it should be openly talked about Um, I think the best quote I've kind of seen about it is you, you're not broken. Society is broken. And I always kind of gravitate towards that because sometimes like before I kind of realized all these things, I, you know, you feel broken. Like, why can't I be happy like everyone else? Well, it's because we live in a world that's built around the patriarchy and there's systemic racism. And it's just, (laughs) there's a lot going on that you it's not conducive to leading a good mentally sound life. Um, and I kind of have the same feelings like I, I'm all for medicine if it helps you, but I also know that pharmaceutical companies make billions of dollars prescribing drugs to people who don't need them. And sometimes the drugs have side effects that you don't want. They don't make them, you know, they don't re- they help a part of you, but then they could also harm a part of you. So mm-hmm. I'm always wary of different medications. Um, but I think it's good to kind of find the tools that help you, like you were saying. And for me, that's exercise, meditation, being out in nature really helps. That's like quarantine was hard because I couldn't really get outside. Um, but once like summer hit, you know, I'm able to go to the beach or go for a hike and just get out of the apartment. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of finding tools that work for you, talking to people in your life, talking to a therapist. Um, you know, it's nothing to be shameful about. It's, it's so many people I know deal with it. And it's just, we're living in a crazy world. And so you kind of have to find the things that help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I've been thinking about lately also is it's like, I definitely, I, I think most people, like some people get mad when you say this, but I actually do think exercise is good for everybody and it will help your mental yeah. health as well. It might not be, it's not necessarily the only answer. Like for me, it definitely like, hands down, there's a correlation. Yeah. Um, it's also difficult because when I'm the most depressed, even though intellectually I know um, working out will make me feel better, it's yeah. the last thing I want the to do. The last thing you want to do. Um, I know during, back in March, everyone's like, go for a walk. Why aren't you going outside? And it's like, I'm laying on the couch <laughs> under my blanket in like my pajamas. I'm like, I don't want to do that. It's like, you <laughs> It is a battle of your mind. And that's like, yeah, so there were, there was a stretch of time where I didn't move much. You know, I was just like curled up on the couch doing nothing. But then eventually I come out of it. Like I always yeah. eventually I come out of that little place. And then, yeah, I did go outside and go for a walk. And I was like, oh, yeah, this does feel good. I can do this. Like, and then it's once you remember those good feelings and how good it makes you feel, then you want that again. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. And then the other thing I think about is like, when, actually, yeah, when we met, when we did um, Let There Be Stuff the first year, um, 
pretty much it was like a month before my wedding so i was managing a bar during that time and and bartending um about a month before the wedding i like leading up to the wedding i was not super stressed out but i was like about like being in shape i just i was in a completely (laughs) different place back then but then about a month before the wedding i was like all right you know you've gotten into shape in like a month before. So I joined a CrossFit gym and I was going like three to five times a week. Yeah. But they even said, that's probably not enough time. Like probably to do it in a month, it would have to be like seven days a week, not just going to CrossFit once a day, but going like twice a day, like having a personal trainer around the clock. Yeah. It was not the case. Right. so it didn't really change. I did, I did feel better though, because I was like pushing myself again, Yeah. but I did not like lose the weight. And like at that time I was like the heaviest I've ever been. Like right now I am, and it's like, it's not about, it's not, I'm not like obsessed with what weight I am. However, I know that for my body, probably the weight that I am right now is like the highest I want to be okay unless it's like unless I put on like a bunch of muscle that changes things but right. like basically I was 20 pounds over that, uh-huh. that limit and it was not all my like yeah it would be like yeah but it's like a lot of muscle it's like there's some muscle in there but that's not <laughs> like there's some other stuff too yeah shouldn't be there yeah and it's well, like did you change your eating habits when you were doing all this a little bit, but again, it was like a, a month before. And it's like yeah. basically after that, in that year, like just that whole year started a whole transformation, like doing yeah. the play, um, just starting to think about mental health. And basically right. like now what I think about it, and it's the same with like working out, it's like it's easier to get into shape if you're – doing it like when you're healthy yeah like when you're out of shape it's harder to get into shape like it's 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 easy to to get get in really good shape when you're already kind of healthy right and so the same with like mental health actually to like work on like meditation work on like positive mindset when you're in a good place is like the best time to like start to do that work yeah so that when things, when you do go through depression, there's like some, like you said, some tools yeah. that you have yeah, to like lean on, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So do you practice like meditation regularly? Uh, I could be better. I try, I mean, I probably get in like a couple days a week. I really like using this app insight timer because it's free and they have a bunch of guided meditations. So I'm really, it's still hard for me to just like sit because my thoughts, I just feel like they race or like my mind, there's so many things going on in my head all the time. Like I'll just start thinking about what I need to do or like what I want for lunch. And it's like, no, I'm supposed to be meditating. So I find that if I do a guided one, I follow the voice. And so they have a ton of guided meditations on all different topics. Like, positivity or healing or sleep, um, manifestation, abundance. So those I really like to do. Um, so I try and do, I shoot for like one meditation session a day, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, I, I signed up for Headspace. Oh yeah. Because during COVID they had like a free, right. Like year. Andy. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I try, to, I try to do it, but I'm exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, even with the guided meditation, it's just sort of like, I start going through like a to-do list in my head. Yeah. And then I have to come back to breathing. It's like, nope, right. you're doing this right now. But they say like, that's doing the work. Yeah. So yeah. like, okay. I just force myself to sit through them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long do you usually do them? Um, I would say like between 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did take back when they were open, I used to go to like this place in the city that had meditation classes where I think it's called Inscape and you go and sit in this huge dome. And I think those were like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can last that long, but it, you did. I had a, yeah, I had a friend. Um, she was actually on the podcast before, but she, she used to work there. Oh, fun. Um, so I went there once and tried it out. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause then that, it's a whole experience mm -hmm. and you're for, you can't leave. Yeah. You don't want to be the person who leaves. So I find that when I go to those classes like there, and I think mindful was another one that had opened in Brooklyn. Um, it's fun. But then my problem is I get really uncomfortable. So I can't, like, I don't want to go somewhere right now where you have, you can't move because I need to move all the time. <laughs> yeah. I like the Enscape, the Enscape, was that what? Yeah, well, I think it's Enscape. I like that one, like the way they had, like where you're sitting, like yeah. the, the, the like pillow technology yeah. that they had was like, right. yeah, okay, I can sit like this yeah. for longer than, like if I'm sitting in like this chair or if I'm, I can't really do the floor. Yeah, it's hard. Like when your legs are crossed, my legs get, yeah. up. I can't, yeah. I need to be comfortable if I'm yeah. going to be sitting in silence <laughs> Yeah, with my breath. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you, uh, is there anything that you're watching or reading that's exciting you right now? Hmm. I'm reading a lot of baby and pregnancy books because I'm trying to do this like very natural, low intervention, no medication. I'm actually trying to get into a birthing center. So we'll see how that goes. I was um, born in a birthing center, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's like the vibe I want. I'm low risk, so I can do it. I, when I deal with like pain, um, I need water. So I need to be able to be somewhere where I can get in the shower or be in a bathtub. And I know one of these places has a big birthing pool I could use. So that just really speaks to me um so yeah reading all about that and i'm doing hypnobirthing which again is all about the breath and meditation and mindset so that's pretty cool and then in terms of watching anything there's nothing on well i'm watching uh lovecraft country yeah so every week i'm watching that but i kind of like blew through a bunch of shows like i really liked dark on Netflix. Yeah. It was one of my favorite shows. So I just finished that. And Ozark mm -hmm. was like a big quarantine show I watched. But after that, there's really, I'm not really watching too much. I did restart Cobra Kai just to kind of relive it again. So I think I have a couple more episodes on that. But yeah, other than that, I'm trying to not watch too much TV right now because it's mm -hmm. so nice out. And Get ready for baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I mean that's gonna, I mean I that's gonna change you. Yeah. That's gonna be different. Yeah. Um, and what do you think about like? What do you think about this experience? Getting ready to give birth, and you're gonna be a mom, just like. Do you think that's going to change like how you want to pursue acting or like what kinds of things you want to do? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll definitely be a little bit more picky about projects I do. And like, if there's a lot of travel involved, um, but I definitely, you know, I told all my agents like, Hey, I still want to act like after baby, it's just going to take me. I just seem to, you know, get through life with a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um but i think everyone's always told me like becoming a mother because i've always played moms mm -hmm. like when i was like one of my first commercial gigs was a mom i've always that's just one of my types i will always play like a young mother or like some sort of mother and i think this will really deepen um these characters for me because now i'll have 
lived it and experienced it. And there's things that you just can't tap into when you don't have a child. Um, I used to like use my cat, you know, if I had to <laughs> have like a substitution, like, cause I always play moms where the child is dying or like the child, something happens to the child. Like I'm always crying about a child. And so <laughs> I would always like to get into those really deep, dark, sad places. I would use like one of my cats. And so now I'll have like something to tap into. Um, so I think it will really just only deepen uh, my work as an actor. So I'm mm -hmm. excited for that. I'm excited, you know, maybe my little daughter will want to do commercials with me. There's always, especially in New York, there's always like, we want a real mom and daughter. Or yeah. Real mom and so now I can be like, hey, like I have one. Yeah. <laughs> So that could be fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of like leaving things open to the universe, you know, whatever happens, happens. I don't want to push anything. Um, and yeah, just kind of enjoying the journey. Yeah, we're thinking about it yeah. for the first time. Um, and it's like, there's always like the fears of, it's just like, there's like the financial fears, there's the time fears. Um, but those are, like, those are always the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, those aren't going to change, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, similarly, I think that's, like, a whole thing right now for me where it's, like, I think that that, like, a father is, like, a good direction for me to go in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely like age appropriate for it. Yeah. But sometimes, and part of the reason I was cutting my hair was like the last year, there were some things I was getting called in for that I was age appropriate for, or maybe just a little bit young for, uh -huh. where like with the hair, like it was like, I felt like I was auditioning against type, like with my hair, uh, okay. like somehow, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, like, it's like cutting the hair also, I don't think changed the type that much. Um, it just made it less specific. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, with the hair, it's like a very specific part or type. And then without it, it's still the same type, but you're not kind of like pigeonholed. Yeah. Into, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm still, like, I thought I would be maybe in that just into that next age bracket, but it's still yeah. sort of like, oh, kinda. But I mean, you know. It's this... all so subjective. Yeah. I get called in for 40s mm -hmm. and 50s. Like, I'm just like, yeah. okay, if that's what you see me, but then I never book those parts. So it's... Right. <laughs> like that's what I had, like it was like for this politician role. And yeah. it was like, I definitely, you know, when you, when you know you have a good audition, yeah. but then you're like looking around at the other people and you're like, yeah, that guy like is like that age and looks yeah. the part. You kind of see them in person. You're like, you're going to get it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 Um, where's the best place for people to follow you and like what you're up to? Um, so I'm on Mainly, like, I pretty, I stay pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. It's just Sarah Grace Sanders, Sarah with an H. My website is sarahgracesanders.com. Um, yeah, and I need to be posting updates and everything. So, yeah, if people want to follow me there, I'd love to see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Any last questions? <laughs> Have you done any um, Zoom plays or any of yeah. those things? Yeah, I have. I didn't post about it because I just felt like, who cares, you know? But I did it for me. Like, I did it for fun. It was through um, a theater that I work with a lot. And so they, you know, kind of were like, hey, we're doing this zoom play reading we'd love for you to play this part and she was a cheeky woman in the 1800s uh 1900s like and she meets a stranger on a park bench and like 
falls in love. So it was just fun to do. It was good. Like I hadn't acted in a while. Like I hadn't, I did a couple auditions in quarantine, but not too much. So it was just kind of fun to flex those muscles. It's nice because I had, we were on book, so I could have the script pulled up next to my camera. So that's nice. I don't have to memorize anything. We all got into costume. So it's always fun to play a little dress up and do a different time period. So it's just like a fun, you know, yeah. We'll see, we had audiences, but you know, I'm on every day on Facebook, there's another meme that's there. And the one today is like a picture of the world is on fire. And then it's like actors, I think it's Will Ferrell or like some funny like person. It's like actors being like, hey guys, come to my reading on Zoom. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's different. I don't really. Ugh, I just love the live experience, you know, being in Zoom is fun, but it's not the same. It's not the same. There's no um, audience. Like I can't, I can't, yeah, I can usually like feel the energy and, you know, I at least get to react to, I don't react to it, but I can hear, you know, laughter or what they're enjoying. And it's just not the same mm -hmm. when it's a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, but I am thankful that it's kept a lot of people creative because a lot of people are creating things on Zoom. And I think that's it's better to be doing something than nothing. Yeah. Um, I was also just talking to somebody about that. Like, I think, well, she was saying, because so theater for Zoom is not live theater. Yeah. But I also don't think it's it's not film either. Right. So it's sort of its own thing. And so, yeah. and some of them, some things I've seen have been pretty cool, especially I think as things are, if it's written with the platform in mind, yes, then yeah. it can come out um, pretty cool. Um, so I wonder kind of what's going to happen, like when we open back up right. with that medium. Um, and she was talking about like maybe how screens might be, there might be some hybrid theater. Yeah. Where like, um, have you been to Sleep No More? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So some of the people that did Sleep No More, they did, it was called like the Grand Paradise in, okay. in Bushwick. Okay. And I went to that one and that one takes place on like a tropical island. Okay. And so basically when you go in, you go into like, you board this plane. And on this plane, there's like a video, like welcome. Yeah. Like kind of like, a, you know, you're on the flight, like, like you see when you're on a plane. Right. Um, and then you go into the thing. So it would be interesting in like an immersive theater or theater in different spaces where maybe yeah. there are portions that are like screens and then there's portions that are live. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I think there's a lot of creative, innovative people out there and they'll find some way to keep us all going. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause the other thing I think is like bringing more people to the theater because yeah. the theater audience, the Broadway audience specifically is like old affluent right. and dying eventually yeah. like if you don't build a new audience like I, I mean i don't think theater will ever die no but i mean there's something to be said about the way hamilton came out and like now it's excess i i never got to see it live on stage yeah I never won the lottery and i couldn't justify the money so i was like i'll see it eventually yeah me too and then it came out on disney plus and i was like this is great yes it's not the same as mm -hmm. sitting in a theater and having the actors like right there but i still enjoyed it yeah so i think they should definitely think about streaming more musicals or like yeah yeah i think it's a great way yeah. to build an audience yeah for yeah. sure or at least have that option like hey if you can't make it to the live show we will be streaming it Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a different, it's a much lower cost for people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody else brought up the point and then figure out how to fairly include the actors in exactly. whatever it is you're, <laughs> you know. Exactly. That's yeah. like the big 
that's like, I think a big thing going forward is like, hopefully actors are compensated a little bit more right. fairly. The streaming world is very different. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm getting residuals for Netflix, which is fine, you know, whatever. But when like millions of people are watching something that you're a part of, you kind of, yeah, you were like, okay, well, if the show's more popular than, you know, something on CBS, but those people are getting residuals, so mm -hmm. hopefully they work that out soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, really good to see you. It's been a while. I know. It's good to see you, too. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. Yeah. Hopefully we can collaborate on something. I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of scripts I'm excited about. Oh, um, nice. So um yeah come come check them out when i do the reading yeah i will let me know yeah uh are there any final thoughts you want to leave with today i i just think we're all living in a very bizarre time just for everyone to take care of themselves their mental health their physical health the people around them register to vote <laughs> Get out there on November 3rd, before November 3rd, and let's turn this train around. I'm probably doing a small, like not a regular episode, just for Labor Day, just like a short episode, kind of a bonus, just kind of with like up general updates, whatever. Yeah. And probably I'm just going to have a link to vote. Cool. Yeah. Um, just because, do it. Yeah. You know? We need it. We need to change. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. Um, I look forward to the next next step of your journey. Thank you. Do you have a name picked out already? Yeah, but I'm not going to share it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll I'll put it. It'll be out on Instagram. So. <laughs> yeah. One of these days in a month or so, I'll reveal the name. Nice. I will say it is very me because I'm very unconventional, and uh, it, I don't I don't know anyone in New York with this name personally. So it's a unique name. It has a little personal history. Uh, yeah, and that's what all that's all. <laughs> <I'll say. laughs> all right. Well, now I'm now I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll be I'll be watching. I'll be nice. seeing. Yeah. And we'll find out if I get the natural unmedicated birth of my dreams or if I like something happens. I mean, they say not to plan anything, which I'm not, you know, things can always happen. So, but that's what we're going for. Nice. Yeah. And do you want a water birth? Yeah, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to try and get into this birthing center so I can be in the, the, the tub. Yeah. They, it's actually interesting. It's called um, the jazz birthing center. And they opened in May for women who didn't want to go to a hospital because of COVID. So it's brand new. It looks really nice. You know, if you want, if you're, if you want an epidural or any medication or any of that, they don't offer it. So that wouldn't be the place to go. But if you don't, it's a nice option to not have to be in a hospital. I don't really want to be in a hospital, especially in October when I don't know what things are going to be like. So yeah, I thought that was great. That's like one of those weird bonuses of COVID yeah. is like things opening up kind of in yeah. response. Um, right. <laughs> similar to like, I mean, even Cobra Kai being going from, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, no. but there are a bunch of things. It was just because YouTube didn't want it anymore. <laughs> but still like a really nice, uh bright spot like i was telling a friend the other day he was congratulating me and we were just, i was like yeah like it's been a year man and he's like yeah that's an understatement and i'm like yeah but like they're all there are bright spots mm -hmm. you know people are still being born we're still celebrating birthdays there's still like bright spots that are happening so what i've you know i've been leaning into those and celebrating those because before i was like i don't want to celebrate anything you know, why should I celebrate? You know, I just didn't feel like doing anything. 
Um, but now it's like, no, you, you can still celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like, so just being, leaning into those, the good parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's okay to feel. It's okay to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, just like it's okay to be depressed and sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just take each day as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good to talk to you today. Um, you're glowing, you know? I'm sweaty because I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait to take this shirt off. Actually, I can do it now. Yeah. Woo, it's hot being a pregnant lady in summer. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. This was so fun. Good to see you. Good to see you. Take care in Bushwick. Take care in... Do you say Flatbush or... No, Carol Gardens. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, don't be a stranger. Um, we're both in Brooklyn. I know. So you should also come check out. I, I tell everybody this. I, I love sharing my communities, but yeah. um, I'm part of the Shelter Theater Company. Oh, nice. Um, okay. A lot of writer, actor, directors. Awesome. Yeah. So um, a producer like you um, who wants to write a little bit more should also yeah. no, that sounds um, great. get involved. Like they're, For sure. they're a solid bunch. Cool. So. Yeah. But it's good to see you. All Um, right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. So that was my conversation with Sarah Grace Sanders. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, I highly recommend it. It's one of my new favorite things. Um, Like I said, though, it's I was a huge fan of the Karate Kid. So there is the nostalgia factor. But I think um, even if you've never seen the karate kid how dare you've never seen the karate kid um but if you haven't you will still enjoy cobra kai it's great it's on netflix now um check that out check out the links in the show notes follow sarah grace sanders um keep your eyes out for her she's gonna do great things she's been doing great things i'm super grateful um to have met her and cross paths with her um because she's uh that's led to some great friendships and um, a whole community I'm a part of now. So I'm super grateful, glad to be there. I'm glad that she's part of my community. Glad that you listening are a part of this community. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, share, um, hit somebody else, help somebody else. um, And then whatever it is you want to do, create it, share it with the world. Um, We need your contribution. Um, you are valuable and you have something to say and share. So meditate, reflect on that and create it and ship it. All right. Talk to you next time. Peace. We're going to set you free.